was it? <laughs> a huge blaster. <laughs> Biggest blaster you've ever seen. Oh my god. Hello, everybody. Hello, Doctor Hugh. <laughs> They've abandoned me again. They've abandoned me. That's just shocking. I'm oh, sorry. I've just got this image. It's like the like in Beetlejuice, but it's a blaster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, rude. Um, hello, it's me, Rachel, aka Rackaroonie Hoodie. Welcome to my podcast, Chatting Bear, a place to feel good about yourself, the world, and your place in it. And this week. We are talking about children and children's mental health. Um, and this has really come about as for a few conversations we've had um, post lockdown and how children have actually fared during lockdown and post lockdown and getting back into society again after lockdown. Um, it's, it's been very hard for a lot of children. And I think, I mean, I've had experience with um, ch my children having uh, mental health issues. And that was way before lockdown, so it you know so it's it's all relevant. Um, but I'm here with um, Louisa, Jenny, and Lindsay. Ness has once again abandoned us, but for good reason, and we miss her and we love her so very much. Yeah, yeah, we don't hold it against her. We still we don't. love her. You do when it's me. Yeah, well, yeah but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Different Lindsay. We, got Lindsay. we like Ness. No wonder oh. she's got RSD. Oh, oh, I love you, Lindsay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but when you take my husband's side with pyjama outfits, then you know. I love that you are still out about this. <laughs> I hold grudges, mate. I ain't getting involved. Really? <laughs> Did you not know? <laughs> this is brand new information. <laughs> Now, I and I have to say, okay, so, uh, children. When we think of children, we think of young children, but of course, it doesn't always mean young children. Uh, yeah. we, will, we will talk about younger children, I think, but I just want to just because I don't have a massive amount to say on this subject. Can you believe it? Um, what I do have is experience of my teenage children having issues with their mental health. And that boils down to mainly um, school, mm -hmm. pressure of exams, and uh, Lindsay, I can see your bum from here. Yeah, your dress has ridden up at the back. Yeah, sexy. Right, I'm um, just wearing to, to brother-in-law out window. Oh. I don't think he saw me right. So yeah, so I think school exams, pressures like that, mm -hmm. and also cyberbullying, which is very current. Yes. yes. Uh, and um, one of my children struggled quite a lot, having been bullied a lot um, during um, t teenage years. Mm -hmm. So I have experienced it as a parent, but not from a young children perspective. But yeah. Jenny, I know it's something that you're quite... We're very passionate and open, yes. open about it. Yes. Yeah, def definitely. So have you had experience with Charlie? Yeah, um, from quite a young age, really. He... He was very, I think it was because, <clears throat> you know, he was three when lockdown started, so yeah. we spent a lot of time together. That was when my sort of major bulk of diagnosis were happening. Oh, amazing how things always yes. land at the same time. Um, so, yeah. actually it was a very, very healing part because I got to spend time with him, mm. but forced to do so. But it was eye-opening because he then had to see me process diagnosis, OCDs, PTSD everything um mm. bingo um and um <laughs> he was so 
aware and receptive to what was going on around him, that he was starting to make comments that to me meant that he he was starting to form patterns of behavior himself. So I kind of had to then learn how to quickly model how I was coping with things. He is a very emotionally intelligent little boy. Yes, I I picked that from him actually, yes. Very emotionally intelligent. And I I picked this up at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah. After the first series of lockdowns happened and um, you could then start forming bubbles. And I became part you of, the, my bubble, I was yeah. part of the, the Charlie Child care bubble. Um, so if there were times Jenny and John had to go and do work, I'd go around the house and I'd watch Charlie. At that time, I was also currently going through, at that time I was going through um, consultation for redundancies where I previously worked due mm. to them taking a massive hit because of COVID. Yeah. Um, the lack, and because they were looking to get rid of a third of their workforce, which was about 70 staff members. Yeah. They had to do mass group consultation before they started doing individual consultations. Of course, yeah. I was the rep for the education department. So I would go to the meetings, I'd then feed that on to everybody else. I couldn't make the last group consultation meeting um, because Jenny and John had asked me to watch Charlie because they had to work. I had a work laptop that I could use, so I was like, I can be there, I can um, teams in, Mm -hmm. and what have you, it's not a problem. A thing was said in the meeting where they basically started talking about my department and they said that they had offered these positions that were being kept in my department to the staff members. At that point, I realised I was being made redundant. Yeah. Because this position was not offered to me. Now, thankfully, yeah. I wasn't actually in that meeting. But I was sat in Jennifer's living room on a yeah, laptop hearing, yeah. with, this was t- 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 July? Yeah. July, August 2020. So he was three. Yeah. Three years old. I turned off my camera, I turned off my microphone, and I burst into tears. Because I'd been working there for 10 years. Yeah. I burst into tears. And this three-year-old little boy clocked me, saw how upset I was, just came running over and gave me a hug. Because like, he yeah. knows that Charlie's hugs fix a lot of things. Yeah, and he just ran over and he gave me a hug because he realised how upset I was and because he picked up on that because he's so emotionally intelligent. Yeah. That, you know, and it did, it helped, it helped a lot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, bless But him. He, he just, he does pick up on things and you have to be, especially now you have to be super careful what you say around him. Yeah. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the NHS um they have a great um, thing on uh, children and their mental health. Um, NHS actually has got a, a wealth of information anyway, so it's a very useful yes. um, tool to use. Um, signs a child may be struggling, and it says children and young people will experience behaviour or emotional problems at some stage. Absolutely. Most, yeah. or a large number will. For most it will resolve with time, whilst with others they might need professional support. Um, ways to spot when something is wrong, what you need to look out for. You're right, chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, significant changes in behaviour. Yes. Ongoing difficulty with sleeping. Withdrawing from social situations. Not wanting to do things they usually like. And self harm or neglecting themselves. Now, neglect I've seen with my children because that was a depression, <laughs> depressive thing. <laughs> um, 
withdrawn from social situations yes. I've seen. Yeah. Um, definitely. Sleep issues, potentially, yes. Um, I've seen that. And definite changes in behaviour. Um, yes, actually all those things. As teenagers, my children and did. Quite did a Charlie? lot of them. Yeah, so yeah. one of the, the key things for us, we know when Charlie's in an anxious um, mind frame yeah. or mindset is um, he will come and wants to sleep in our bed. Okay, and that's not a normal behaviour for him. No, though. so I mean, he he's been an amazing. amazing bed, to be fair. He has yeah. got an amazing bed. <laughs> um, he can choose where he's like a bunk bed. Because it used to be a treat for us if he was to get to sleep with mum and yeah. dad in there, yeah. but it was yeah. like a real he's treat. He's got like a cabin bed thing, so he can sleep. We've oh, made a book look underneath, really? but that's part of us. Um, learning things for him to help with his mental health. So, yes. um, but yeah, uh, warning signs for Charlie. Um, he absolutely uh, will want to sleep in our bed. He'll just wander in in the middle of the night. He's woken up, gone to the toilet and um, will just come straight back into bed with us. Okay. Um, we allow it because it's not an ongoing problem. It's not every night. Mm -hmm. And my children are adults and my girls will still, once in a while, they'll still get into bed See, with me. I, I want that. I, uh, this is for another podcast. Um, <laughs> I saw something this week which uh, I'm, I'm petrified of the future and what that holds because having a little boy can stereotypically mean it's the longest and most heartbreaking breakup in your life as a mom. Yeah. And I'm, um, yeah. So for as long as he wants to come in my bed for his emotional needs, he can. There's an awful poem. A son is a son till he finds a wife, a daughter's a daughter all her life. Yeah. And it's a heartbreaking poem. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Especially absolutely. as someone who only, I adore Charlie, we wanted a boy. Like, yeah. I was so happy that, mm -hmm. you know, we were given a little boy. And I'm like, okay, we committed to one. John, I need lots of, like, emotional support dogs. I need, yeah. <laughs> I need to fill, yeah. fill yeah. my life. I have fur babies <laughs> yes. now, definitely. Yes. yes, yes, I totally get that. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, that, that he shows the same. Yeah. Do you see other signs of him um, as well? Yeah, so... Um, there's when he was a lot younger and um, there were were moments when there was a lot of disruption going on um where there was a, a a few few occasions of bedwetting um and that wasn't down to potty training because actually when we were potty training he potty trained himself he, he potty trained himself like, like literally amazing <laughs> yeah one day he was in nappies the next day he wasn't and we had no wet beds no nothing he was a miracle um and so there's been like a couple of moments where where that happened um he had he had, he's not so bad now there are occasional moments he has like a, he has separation moments yes so okay. if if there's been a, a period of time which jenny and john haven't been able to spend as much time with him as he would like as they would like <clears throat> when he hasn't had his emotional needs met by both yeah parties. and they've had to go okay. to work or what have you he can get very very upset about Okay. You know, and what have you. But, you know, he's, he's making sure he has plenty of love, plenty of affection, and the ability to process. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm talking about myself when I watch, when I'm babysitting him on the occasions he has done that, which are now very far and few between. But last uh, week was heartbreaking. Last week was heartbreaking. Um, rather than trying to rush him through it, I carried him into the kitchen so he couldn't see Jenny and John leave, which I haven't had to do for years. Mm. And then we just sat on the sofa and I just put my arm around him and I just let him process his emotions which as he wanted to. I cannot thank you enough because yeah. that's taking the values of, that John yeah. and I try and do. So one of the key things that we try and do is we give him time to process 
how he's feeling. So the rule in our house is it's okay to feel angry, it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to feel happy, it's okay to feel chaotic. What it's not okay to do is to impact other people to make them feel sad or to make them feel scared or to show your anger to someone else that can make them, you know, hurt. Yeah. Um, it's very commendable, Jen. I think it's hard. Absolutely. I'm sure it's it really is. hard. Um, and one of the, the things that I had to really learn and to be kind to myself because the as someone who has uh, sensitivity issues, mm-hmm. a child such as Charlie who likes to talk quite a lot and is so confident and I love it and I would never take it away from him, there are times where it's too much for me because I also get it from John. Okay. So that yes. both of them are at it and yeah. I'm like, and you I need, need five minutes peace. Which is why I have yes. yeah, five minutes peace is one of my favourite childhood. I love books. that. Book. It's brilliant. I and that's that. why I, I have a protected bath, bath time. time. Yes. yes. Because I don't want someone coming in playing the flute. <laughs> yes. If you have not read that book, <laughs> yes, oh, it's, it's great. amazing, great book. fabulous book, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was one of yeah. my favourites as a yeah. kid. Yeah, and it also that actually helped us explain to Charlie. Mm. Why mummy needs okay. five yeah, that's minutes a great peace. thing to do. Um, and there's some amazing children's books that have helped as well. And I'll, yes. I'll send links. And I'm doing artwork that you've actually sent me a link already. But maybe yes. you can actually discuss them on here yeah, as well, absolutely. so other people can so, know them. So um, one of the most amazing books that we discovered recently. There's two actually. There's one called Hugosaurus. Hugosaurus. And there's oh. one which is the next one which I adore, which is called Worrysaurus. And it's about and it talks about having butterflies. So there's this little dinosaur who has butterflies in his oh, tummy. Really? And, um, and how his anxiety grows and things like that and it is just the most amazing book um, in terms of talking about how physical it can feel yes. when you're in that you know in a mindset that for a child can be quite scary yes um, and I think going back to a previous podcast where you're talking about emotional neglect it's now giving Charlie permission to be like I need this so to have a five-year-old turn around and say I need some me time I'm going to my room at first could be hurtful because you're like you know you need to be near mummy but then I need to check myself and be like he needs that I need it he needs it which is why we created a book nook for him in his room oh, I love that um, so he's got a cabin bed and the bottom part of the bed basically has um, a his mattress, old, his, old mattress his old baby his mattress baby. Yeah. it's big enough um, <laughs> some Christmas lights across the top of it he's got a canopy that goes down it and he's got access to a ridiculous amount of children's books a library's worth of children's we books we've been buying books, 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 books you know, books were a big thing that's one of the best things you can buy yeah. as a, for yeah. a child as a present them. as a book yeah, he absolutely. Loves them, so. um, and it was a turning point creating that was a turning point oh, because he, that's that. his zone and he'll it's regularly so just be like so we know as well on, on days where he's not feeling great, he'll want to sleep in his book nook because it's his little little yeah, area. Yeah. There is there is one other time you kind of have to watch watch for Charlie though, um, which was quite recently. Uh, he is very much affected by the full moon. Oh yes, he is. This child seriously, he goes, and it's not like a horrible thing. He just gets chaotic energy. Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, and any of you, anyone who knows John knows how chaotic John can be. Anyone who knows Jenny knows how chaotic <laughs> Jenny can be. So imagine, you know, the product of both of these people at a full moon. It's it's ridiculous. <gasps> and like I adore that boy. I you need a this lot of happens energy. too regularly <laughs> for it to be a coincidence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like if way it's too like regular. every single full moon then it's yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. every single full moon and it has been for the last three or four years. <laughs> to the point about a month It's ridiculous. About a month ago. So we've kind of got into a bit of a pattern now. Sometimes Jenny and John work Sunday the Saturday evening in the calf. 
I'll work the Saturday morning. So they'll bring Charlie in with them and then I take Charlie home and I'll watch him yes. for the rest of the yeah. evening. I get to spend quality time with my nephew. Jennifer and John don't have to stress about, you know, him being looked yep. after. Yep. It works really quite nicely. I vividly remember it was a, it was a month ago on our way home and Charlie was just like he was proper full of beans. I went, Oh, when's the next four moon? Looks at oh the next four moons in like two days and he went, Yeah, that's when I'm gonna go crazy <laughs> <laughs> He acknowledges it. He acknowledges it's, it's the best thing. But yeah, I mean, oh, I love that. I'm pretty sure I still have the audio note that I then made him send to Jennifer oh, and John so I will do does that. He get his little werewolf on, oh he does. He? I mean oh, Lou and Ness were subject to it because he was at the cafe on Wednesday yeah. and it, yeah. he just wasn't him, like himself it's not bad behaviour by yeah. any stretch of the imagination no, you look energy. at him but it's for him um, it's picklish we call it picklish behaviour yeah. and that's why he has the nickname pickle yeah. um, it's not naughty it's just for him it's naughty behaviour like yeah. he's he's amazing child because he's practically raising himself it's fantastic oh so called Matilda I know right <laughs> Matilda. Um, but a, lo- a large portion of it comes from like I said we do gentle parenting and it is it is really hard because everyone thinks that that's the kind of thing where um, you never shout at your child now there are moments where you catch yourself doing it but it's about role modelling then by going I made you feel the way that you know it's wrong to make someone feel and I'm really sorry and taking them through that steps um, in, in apologising sincerely and, and letting them see you working through emotions um, so they can learn that it's okay to feel and work through your emotions so it's not something that you repress and the other thing is that your consequences have to match the reason why you're giving them so you can't be like you know you push someone over in the playground therefore you're not having a story at bedtime they don't they don't correlate yeah. you know yeah. so there needs yeah. to be realistic consequences to yeah. decisions that have been made and they're the key things really so that he can learn to self-police him and, and know that if I do that this is going to happen and it's it's something that that makes it's, sense it's like when um, they were trying to teach him to tidy up after himself with his mm. toys um, if after a few times of being asked to tidy up his toys he didn't do it some of his plushies were going to into like a toy jail mm-hmm. so basically he had not all of his toys but just like a couple of them and were going there for like half an hour and that would be it but he realised that if I don't tidy up my toys I won't have access you to won't all have of my toys to and he started, he's gotten a lot better Absolutely. with tidying up after himself, which is amazing because that's I really need yeah. to learn how to do that for myself. <laughs> I think that's great. I, have to, I really do think that's a great way yeah. of uh, doing it. it. It's purely just stems from the fact that because of the traumatic time that John and myself went through, we didn't want him, because the pivotal age for children to not have childhood trauma and neglect issues and things like that... Um, it stems from their parents at the end of the day and with us exploring how that was for me meant he was either going to be completely neglected because the focus was on me Mm. trying to make myself better or I brought him along on the journey um, and kind of hoped for the best and and And, and again you you did an amazing amazing thing where you have days when you're having a bad day um, you you've managed to teach him that you're having a day where your head and your heart wanting to do two different things yeah. I use the language he uses so yeah. his language at first was when he when we discussed fibromyalgia um, he was like oh we just watched Toy Story oh it's your body's been put on the Spanish mode like Buzz Lightyear so it's not talking the same language That's anymore a perfect yeah. way yeah. of actually so um, justifying it, it or was. explaining and, it and yeah. it was kind of like 
why do we overcomplicate? Yeah, exactly. Emotions. Yeah. yeah. Well, Very it's because as our adults, we feel the full spectrum of it. Yeah. As a, ch- a child, shouldn't have to feel, and we've had to check ourselves because, especially with the cost of living, what conversations we have around him. Yes. Yeah. You know, so he'll be like, "Oh, I don't need a toy," or. Um, he has to go on Norfolk Broads holiday again literally last week because we were looking through the videos and he loved it there which was fantastic but he was like you can start using some of my wages which is his pocket money um, you can start using some of my wages to, and I'm like "That's your wages are for you to spend on what you want let mummy and daddy worry about the other things you don't worry about that yet yeah. you know so. interesting that you're doing that and I have to say I wasn't aware of my mental health or the journeys or mm. Anything that you're, we're now discussing now, when my children were little. Yeah. All I had to go on, as far as parenting was concerned, was the example my parents yes. set, which wasn't a bad example. Um, but it's what they knew. But it's because that's what they knew. Yeah. And I felt as if I'd grown up, at that time I felt I'd grown up a um, perfectly well-adjusted person, little did I know, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, I, I, we, we would do things, and, and Harriet in particular would push us to our limits and she would always stretch the boundaries and always has done always will do no doubt and there's nothing wrong with doing that no but at the time I found that very very challenging Mm -hmm. and I would adopt my parents way of parenting and so but I tried to do it in a way where we weren't smacking yeah Um, I did smack Cameron once and I actually smacked him around the face and I left fingerprints on yeah. his cheek and it frightened me so much and I felt so ashamed and guilty that I have not touched my children since yeah. then um, because I just couldn't, I just thought that was just me taking my anger out on my child and it was horrific. Um, so what I would do was actually I would drag them sometimes because mm, um, <coughs> onto the bottom stair mm-hmm. and they'd have the naughty stair yep now we have doors um between the hallway where our, our, our stairs go up and our living area downstairs that has a panel of glass in it so we would actually be sitting watching the television <laughs> and it would be like you remember like the um what was that brick wall with the the head that you used to like the do you remember you used to write you used to write something like yeah what was it called you had a brick wall and you'd have the head and you'd write oh what was it called i can't remember who it was there was a thing it was called it was called um yeah yeah oh never mind doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter um and if you just see these little eyes and this little head just above the where the door and the glass started and we were like go back and sit on that step yeah um, and we'd only have closed the door because she would actually drag herself <laughs> and she'd pop her head oh, through the it. gap just it. to like, because she, she wanted to watch the television the same <laughs> as us and she, and things like that but she would always push us um, and I, I think I did actually smack her bottom mm-hmm. um, and she told me that she was going to phone Childline <laughs> because that was child abuse that she was about five I love, it. I love it and I remember turning around to her going good and hopefully it will put me in prison for three years while I'll have no, no r- uh, rubbish coming yeah. from you and they'll pay my bills for me and I get my, my meals <laughs> cooked for me. So it'll be a holiday. <laughs> I remember uh-huh. resorting to being a child with my child. Yeah. No, that, that is how I did it. Hey, yeah. It's cool. That was my parenting skill, was resort to your, their level. Yeah, come down to their level, Rachel. Well at done. At that point. Well done, Rachel. Just saying, at that point, were you in London? 
No. Okay. No, that I, that I was when I was in London. I was a nanny. Okay. Um, I also that. Yes, yeah. I parented whilst in Telford. My, my children were all born born in Shropshire. Ah, right. Um, so I was a nanny. Where of course it's way different mm-hmm. because what you have to do as a nanny is on a Monday is you work with the children to get them to actually be quite well-adjusted, well-behaved mm-hmm. individuals by Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Then the parents have them back for the weekend and they guilt by their kids Absolutely. everything. yeah. And they let them get away with murder because they feel so guilty that they've worked all week and they've had a nanny looking after them so that by Monday they've reserved back. Yeah, yeah. Re- yeah, absolutely. So you start all over again. Yeah. Um, so that's what I used to do as a nanny. Um, so, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting really because like, um, <clears throat> I, I, trying to be sort of self-retrospective, uh, res- mm. trying to get my words out, um, I would get frustrated because I'd see that like the behaviours that sometimes that Charlie would show if we were on holiday with mum and dad, for example, yeah. and we would have been pulled off as kids, <laughs> he gets away with he it gets away yeah. with mum and dad. <laughs> I now I'm sorry. I'm going to interject yeah. because I used to laugh at Harriet uh, when she was very little. Mm. I would laugh when she did naughty things, and because she, she she swore very early. It's hysterical when children swear. Oh, yeah. I did too. But I think and Simon used to tell me off <coughs> for laughing uh, yeah. for laughing because it was encouraging her bad mm-hmm. behaviour, which it was. <laughs> and oh, Lou's definitely guilty of that. <laughs> um, and. I have to say, I have actually made a rod for my own back with yeah. Harriet with lots of things. But Simon has also detri- put a detrimental effect on our relationship with him constantly telling me off in front of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's taken away any parental power, I want to say, but that's not the right yeah. word. Um, so that she then thinks she can dominate over me. Yeah. And so she has no respect for me. When it, when it comes to certain things. But we have actually had physical fighting when she got older. She's ripped my clothes. She called me an ugly fat bitch. I've had all sorts Jesus of awful Christ. things. She's told her dad to F off. She's told me I to F off. I remember when that happened, it was, yeah. it was a there, there is yeah. an element there where she's doing that in an atmosphere where she's safe. She is. Yeah. And she wouldn't do it to anybody outside of the house. Yeah. Only with people who she knows and loves. So it's only me and her dad, mm. a brother and sister, and my mother. Yes. No one else would she do that. And I would prefer it that way, to be yeah, honest. I think that's shown that you're However, teaching her respect. Yes, but it, it was people. exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. It still is just, yeah. exhausting. Just out of curiosity, did your kids fight a lot when they were growing up with yeah. each other? Yeah. Um, not a lot no. no I mean always when there's three together it's worse yeah. mm-hmm. when there's only two of them together I don't, they're fine. I, don't, I don't mean like full blown mm. arguments I mean like squabbles and, and oh probably yeah. that's normal behaviour yeah, yeah. but I remember her and Maddie once I mean Maddie actually smashed her head against the flipping wall so the, physical it's, fight it's, it's like, generally Ooh. it's generally been said I don't know how true this is or whether it was just something that randomly came up on TikTok oh, yeah. it's quite funny but if siblings argue and fight with each other when they're growing up yeah that means as a parent you have created a safe environment yeah. that they can be open honest and get that emotion out if, it's a process if thing. however they are very pally pally all of the time yeah. it means they're teaming up against you <laughs> 
Yeah, no, they definitely didn't do that. That's interesting. Oh, actually, I feel a lot better than actually. Yeah. So I obviously was doing yeah, yeah, something yeah. right. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, because you don't. I didn't think I had. And certainly listening to you, I think oh, I wish oh, I could have parented like that, knowing now yes. what I do. Yeah. I wish I'd had that foresight back, back then. then. Yes. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's allowing when they have these moments, these children have these moments of these major leap days of developmental issues. It's like a, a storm going off in the brain at the mm. end of the day, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. no wonder they're going to fight and things because they're the people that they know they can... You know, yeah, go at trust, it and, yeah, yeah. and everything like, will be okay. Where they feel the safest. Yeah. Luke, you had your hand up a while ago and I just talked right I over did. you. No, it's fine. It was about like swearing oh, yeah. early on. Um, so I did it um, <clears throat> the one time in front of my mum's mum, my oh, nanny yeah. Hill. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was very, very young. I can't remember doing it, but I've been told about this story. So I can't have been four or older it must have been wow. like two three it must have been when i started wow. talking okay um and i i mean i know obviously this this isn't going to be great on the podcast but i said for fuck's sake wow very dare you kid wow and my dad panicked because clearly it was him i'd got it from <laughs> Because it, it wouldn't have been my mom, <laughs> and my nan apparently was like, "Oh, what? What did Babby say? Because she's Birmingham, right? Yeah. What did me Babby say?" And my dad tried to cover it up by saying, "That's right, Lou, the fox and snake." No. <laughs> But then he's actually then telling you what you've just said is actually okay. Yeah, I know, right? But he was scared that my nan was going to tell him off. So at that point, at that point, he covered his tracks, mate. Actually, seeing as we've said all this, that what it's saying here is the ways to support a child or a young person, so to uh, enable a positive mental um, health. Um, Be there to listen. Regularly ask your child how they're doing, which is what you do. Yes. Um, get them used to talking about their feelings and know that there's always someone there to listen. And I think that's actually vital. Yeah. yeah. That is vital. That's probably the, the biggest takeaway from this, if anything. Is and that. I, I think it's good to reach out to extended family to kind of give them... Yes. Because there have been times when I, I've still got it wrong, because obviously Charlie's not my child, he's my nephew. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, obviously I've, I've helped look after him since yeah. since he was a baby and um I adore being auntie Lindsay it's the best feeling when he oh, goes, oh I know oh, I've never favorite. heard such a prouder auntie <laughs> <like that>. yeah <laughs> absolutely um and what have you but there are times when even I still get it wrong I mean I got it wrong on Wednesday didn't I and I was like I'll help you tidy this stuff up and yeah you specifically asked him to do that and then he got upset and what have you Aww. because I had acknowledged it and he was doing the whole, but I don't want to, I don't want to. And I was like, oh, I'll help you. I then acknowledged that he was sad and that so upset the him. difference oh. with, with Wednesday was it was full moon. Yes. It was picklish. Oh, okay. Picklish. Um, I love that phrase. <laughs> That's good. It was, it was picklish. I like it. Um, he, the emotions weren't because he was suffering with poor mental health. It was because he, was he had had a boundary put in place that he wanted to fight against which always happens it's natural for children to do that of course it um, is. so it's it's about 
learning the the two like when there's pushback for a boundary that's been set has to be handled completely differently to yeah. emotional needs basically yeah. so, so it was that's it, when i had i spoke to you by having having that open conversation like particularly with that no, the getting bleh, try that again especially with trying to instill with the children that they know it's safe to talk to these people about how they're feeling by increasing that circle it's going to make them more open to having those conversations with yeah. people. And, mm. and one of the, the quickest ways of doing that, especially with young ones, as soon as they start learning what emotions look like on like a, um, an emoji... So we would have widgets, so there would be a happy face, there would be a cross face. Yes. And how is your day? How is your day going? Yes. And you, you, yeah. pick, you pick the, the image that, that sort of yeah. corresponds yeah. to it. You know, so that's a, that's a quick way of, of starting to introduce feelings. I like that. Yeah, it's there's next point on, on helping them is support them through difficulties. Pay attention to how your child is feeling, behaving, and try to help them through work through difficulties. May not be easy facing challenging behaviour, but try and help them understand what they're feeling and why they're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the yeah. That's again. again it's, it's a lot of it's, it's just it's communication and talking. It's also really hard with children because. Children will feel things and they don't understand why well, they're yes, feeling absolutely. it or they they how to put it into yes. words. Yes, I mean, adults, adults, I was about to say, a lot of adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, there's, I'm still on 53. Just like a, a colour wheel that I'm I've 53, seen. 53, you know. <laughs> which, has, which has like happy, angry, sad, and it has all these different colours um, around it. And then there's like coming off sections that talks about if you're feeling worried, it's actually because you're feeling like sad or and it breaks yeah. them down and as a kid your spectrum of emotions is a lot smaller <laughs> and it should be a lot smaller mm-hmm. you know um mm. and one of the the key things to do there is one of the learning strategies obviously is like mindfulness you yes. can do mindfulness for for children so for anyone who doesn't know what mindfulness is it's essentially the um process of bringing yourself into the present and being aware of of what's going on around you there's many different techniques that you can use there's one that's like the five things that you can touch that's right yes um, four things that you can see three things that you can you don't have to actually have put the numbers on them no. you can just have yeah. any numbers of, that's yeah, true. yeah yeah as long as you're like it's, actually it's, noticing. it's all of your yeah. senses basically and bringing yes. them all in which yes. is fantastic yes. um you know there's grounding and breathing techniques that you can use and they vary different ones will vary so the way that we've introduced it with charlie is completely different to how i've done it with a teenager at work so you know we do have um, young people that we employ uh, they need to learn transferable skills and we try and do it in such a supportive way yeah, um, so we do box breathing so it's essentially your four 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 breathing but if you um, <clears throat> always tends to be outside so there are windows that we can see they tend to be square shaped so you start with your eyes in the left hand top corner as you're breathing in your eyes are going across the top when you stop breathing in and you hold, you, your eyes go down the bottom. When you breathe out, no, down the side, sorry. And when you breathe out, it's across the bottom. And you're allowing your eyes to do that movement. And that also helps with um, regulating. So eye movement is fantastic for things like therapy because it's making both sides of your brain talk to one another. I love that. Which, so EMDR therapy is very, yeah. very common for a therapist to sit in front of you and they will move their hands, two fingers, left right very very quickly and it's your job to follow it with your with your eyes Definitely. or you can do tapping 
um, or the e, um, the butterfly taps or the EF, yes. uh, EF, mm-hmm. EFT, EFT, yeah, yeah, um, which is you know again it does the same thing. Yes, so it's tapping different places yes. with EFT. That yes. there are there's places like, of Pinterest that does it. Yes, yeah. this is this is the forehead. There's yes. the bridge of the nose. There's the there's chin. The chin. There's like yes, you've got your clavicle yeah. area. There's wrists. Uh, so there are different places on the body that yeah. you tap and you say mantras and, and it's fascinating very quickly if you notice celebrities there's certain celebrities who will inadvertently do tapping during mm-hmm. interviews and things to bring them in the here well, and there that whole Matthew McConaughey yeah. bit in the Wolf of Wall Street where he's like building himself up to do that one particular yeah. scene that started off as like an anxious thing then him getting into the mindset of being that character so it started off as an anxious thing mm. him dealing with it so he's like hitting his and he's like vocalising and really <coughs> random stuff and they actually kept it in the film oh really it's fantastic oh. don't watch that again man okay so um, stay in- <laughs> stay involved in their life yeah. show interest in their life and what's important to them not always easy what have you done to school today can't remember. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. that, but they can also remember what they had for lunch. So we, yeah. yeah. So that's that's exactly what it is with Charlie. Yeah. So we go, okay. So who did you sit with? Who did you sit next to at lunch? Mm-hmm. And you bring the conversation around in that yeah. kind of way. That's he a good he would yeah. always remember who he's with because he's a sociable little boy, sociable rather boy. than what he's been taught. So as long as he answers one question about the day, I'm like, okay, tick. He knows yeah. that I'm interested. Yeah. You know. I always used to ask. But as I said, it was like there's certainly not be a case of like, well, well what did you have for lunch? And I, I, I would just like, I would get so wound up thinking, mm-hmm. like, crikey. Yeah. And I, and I would, I'd actually, I would vent my frustrations out at them by you're like, oh, I can't okay. believe it, you're going to school. And what, what are you learning then? What are you I've, learning? I've really had to check myself for that. Yeah. I really have, yeah. because in my brain, I'm like, well, surely you're learning, so you should be able to be like, oh, we've done this. But you, you started doing <clears> it with the emotions. What's been a good thing that's happened yeah, to you today? Yeah, What's been yeah. a bad that's, thing that's happened to you today? So much better, yeah. I want to be a mum all over again now. <laughs> well, you know, just do it vicariously. One of my grandma. A, one of my grandma. Oh, yeah, you'll do yeah. it as a grandma, yeah. and you can be honorary Auntie Rachel, and you can hey, that Hey, I like so. it, I like it. I am, I am the only Auntie Lindsay, just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yes, there's, there's only one of you. Yes. <laughs> encourage their interests. Mm-hmm. Support and encourage your child to explore their interests. Being active or creative, learning new things, and being a part of a team helps to connect us and boost our mental well-being. Take what they say seriously. That's something. See, like now, when I said about my my parents laughing at me yeah. by being angry, that completely. Um, I want to say diminished. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it diminished any um, response. No, it, it it diminished how I was feeling about yeah. the situation. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of it put made me think that it wasn't important yeah. to them. Yeah. Um. So and I, and I don't think I've <clears throat> ever ever shown anger ever since to my parents ever. You learned a lesson that day. Yeah. It, it wasn't That's a like lesson. Forty eight years ago or something, uh-huh. and I've never shown anger outwardly to many people to be honest i don't show anger very often have you seen me angry only a couple of times Mm. you've seen me more angry recently than yeah but you have you ever seen me angry yes i've kind of seen you when you get really angry and you kind of go into like 
overdrive and then you start questioning yourself whether if you're being unreasonable and then you're like right. no because I am really angry and it's kind of like that stage oh <laughs> but I think I've only seen you truly like that like maybe once yeah to be fair and even then you tried a, to a good 10 years now god yes we, we so, have yeah. so you then right. try to also justify oh I have to yes yeah, <laughs> yeah you do yeah. I, I, I will not be able to have a challenging conversation with someone mm. I will not be able to t- talk to somebody and say I am not happy with you mm. because of something that you've said or something you've done. I will not be able to say those yeah. words without crying yeah. because I cannot have a confrontational yeah. in my head, which it isn't necessary, it doesn't have to be, mm. but a, or a direct uh-huh. um, emotive res- uh, r- 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 conversation with somebody about the way I'm feeling. So can I, cannot I, do it. can I coach you for one second then true yeah, um, absolutely and, and this is from a management perspective it's one of the most amazing things nando's ever taught me and it's um <laughs> a model oh, chicken to... restaurants are available <laughs> yes um, <laughs> it's a model for giving feedback to someone and i actually use it in my day-to-day life yeah um and it was meant for a professional setting but it, it applies for everything and it's sit it's called sbi situation behavior impact okay and it means that it takes away from the fear of giving someone feedback and, and it gives you healthy conflict resolution and things okay. like that. So you break down a situation. So for example, on Wednesday, um, when Lindsay started to help Charlie pick up the toys, Charlie, uh, I moved him to a different area but that was so that we could start processing. But the feedback I gave to Lindsay in that moment was, okay, this is a situation I put a boundary up um, you being you want to help you see he's upset and you're like oh, he needs you know the emotional support which is what we mm-hmm. do um, and um, but the thing is the reason that he's acting like that is because of this situation so the behaviour you showed impacted in him processing pro- the situation well it impacted in him overreacting yeah. because someone had acknowledged that he's sad that a boundary was put up which then put his emotions up to 11. He was crying like crazy, full-blown tantrum moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is it almost like you fed it? Yeah. You, yeah, it was completely unintentional. Of course it was. It wasn't just about helping Charlie. No. It was, we needed to clear this particular area. Yeah. And he was dragging his feet about it because he was trying to see how far he could push it. Mm. And I was like, right, okay, if I help him, I can get this done quicker. It's out of the way, out of sight, yeah, out no, of mind. Yeah, perfectly. Your, your intentions it. are perfect. No, never yeah. questioned. Yeah. But that's what you said to her. Yeah. And then what else do you do after so that? So at that point, it, the, the resolution stage comes from that. So at that point, basically, Lindsay knew that, you know, that wasn't how you I wanted that situation to be handled. Um, and therefore she was like, okay, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um, and it allows for healthy resolution to to come through. 10, 15 years ago, that would never have happened. No. no. I've told him no. Why are you helping him? That yeah. would have happened. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know? And then you feel awful about yourself. Absolutely. Like, she feel awful, I feel awful. Charlie's crying. Yeah. Like, no one wins yeah. in that situation. No. no. Just, just going back very briefly, mm. we're talking about seeing you angry. Mm. I have seen you more angry trying to uh, being angry for other people yeah yes than for being the situation that you are in so for instance when I've had I had a bad day in previous employment positions you get really angry threatened to come down and knock everyone's heads off you know (laughs) (laughs) listeners it wasn't me I didn't do it (laughs) she has an alibi (laughs) she's lying 
But you know, you, you that get, you know of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you do. You you get angry in a defensive mode for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's what you do. That's that's how you process your anger more because you know you're getting angry at somebody because of something the situation that you're in. You got result. You got laughter. It's yes, but again, would I wouldn't necessarily be angry at somebody mm-hmm. like that this was just me yeah. internalizing yeah. yeah still it wasn't me actually confronting anybody yeah. i don't there's not many people i have been confrontational with i will with simon mm-hmm. he's my nearest and dearest um i will with the children potentially <laughs> which is like just banging it off the brick wall basically um and i have with some people but only on one or two occasions and i remember <coughs> after doing it thinking that actually wasn't as bad as i thought yeah. it was gonna be yeah. so why do i then to do it but then as the situation would come up again after and it and I would actually go back to type. But it's because you've never had a healthy conflict resolution yeah, yeah. modelled to you. And that's, that's the thing that... The, and it, again, it's not an intentional thing going back to the previous podcast. It's your parents being brought up by their parents by being brought up by their parents. And let's not forget, less than 100 years ago, children were seen and not heard. Yeah. Um, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Those types okay. of, of sayings were yeah. in the household all the time. So now we've got, as we spoke about before, the mental health movement. It's okay. Adults are now processing and it's only right that we start instilling it in young people, you know. <laughs> Sorry. It just reminds me of that, that tic- again, going to TikTok. You, I'm TikTok, Rachel's Pinterest, um, yeah. where, where it was the one, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial. I spent my entire time um, say, being told I wasn't good enough or my, my emotions didn't matter um, and what have you. So I was scared of, like, you know, getting my feelings hurt and what have you. I don't want my child to feel like that so I'm teaching my child to not like this so I I can't remember the exact <laughs> I'm now teaching a child yeah so I I I grew up being frightened about uh, of upsetting other people and I'm raising a child who's not afraid to hurt my feelings yeah. <laughs> like, because they are teaching these children to stand up for themselves I'm just, yeah. it made me laugh so much like yeah one yeah, of the, the things that I'm going to suggest because I do feel like there is because of this mental health movement I feel like there's a lot of people with in a child, um, in a children that possibly don't feel uh, secure or safe, and it impacts mm. how we behave in in professional settings, in society, you know, in in our relationships. Yeah. And it probably sounds ridiculous, but I know the impact that it's had. Number one on Charlie, but me as well. I adore reading these books. Mm. We spoke about books. Yeah. Um, and they, especially after COVID, there's been loads of YouTube videos of people reading these books out. Um, and I would suggest, you know, it'd be the first point of call if you're trying to figure out, um, you know, childhood trauma from yourself or healing your inner child or anything like that. And I've got, I do have a, a list of a couple of books. I, t- I spoke about the Worrysaurus and the Hugosaurus being yeah. some amazing ones. And um, one specifically for like anxiety, um, there's one called How Big Are Your Worries, Little Bear, Aww. which I love. And it's basically a little bear who worries about everything, but with his mama bear's help, he learns that his worries aren't so big after all. Oh. You know? Um, <coughs> oh. 
she's choking. She yeah. 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 And actually, the week that we're recording this is actually Children's Mental Health Week, That's which is right, fantastic. Is. Yes. There's a lot of focus coming in. There's one called Hey Warrior, which is amazing. Um, and it's about what uh, what happens in the brain when you experience anxiety, um, oh. which is fantastic. It's, it's a great resource for sort of five years and, and above. And the artwork is amazing because it's mm. like a, a, a knight sat on a dragon kind of oh. monster thing, which I love. Um, the huge bag of worries. Um, so I've whenever, heard of that one. yeah. So uh, whenever, uh, wherever Jenny goes, her worries follow her in a massive bag. So oh. it's the physical that, yeah. baggage yes, kind yes, of, of um, imagery that goes along with it, um, which is great. Um, and there's another one called "When My Worries Get Too Big." Um, which is a relaxation book for children who live with anxiety. So that oh, wow. one is kind of... Um, it's amazing that these are now being yeah. created. Yeah. I'm so glad that they it are. It will be put in ways that children will understand and yeah. can use that to yeah. bridge the gap and speak to their Absolutely. parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends. And one I'm going to make Lindsay read. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called It's Okay to Make Mistakes. <laughs> I don't yeah. make mistakes. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> if Bob Ross can celebrate happy little accidents, so can you. Bob Ross. Uh, okay. Right. Um, and then very quickly, there is a list for things to help when there have been traumatic moments such as grief or loss of someone because obviously... Yes. that can affect mm-hmm. children in a, a particular way and yes. as a parent you kind of get scared of mentioning death yes. to children because you don't want to scare them um, so there are a couple of books which are fantastic which there's one that's called My Yellow Balloon mm-hmm. which uh, basically is um, talking about <clears throat> this little boy called Joey and his best friend which is a bright yellow balloon and they do everything together until yeah. the balloon slips out of his hand and he loses it um, which is fantastic um, You there's one called You Are the Best Medicine um, which is specific um, to when you lose someone to cancer or when you love someone who has cancer. So um, terminal cancer specifically. So a cuddle, a story, a kiss and thoughts of you because you are the best medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, other than these books, another great resource for stuff, especially for getting conversations started with kids, is a wonderful TV programme that I think most of us have heard of. Uh, it's making it's a huge thing at the moment. It's Bluey. Bluey. My daughter loves Bluey. I we adore started, Bluey. Like, I've not seen it yet. Me and Ness started watching it the and other we day. Don't kids. We don't have kids. <laughs> we just started watching it and we were hooked. We watched about 10 episodes oh, really? in one sitting. I'm going to have to watch it then. It's, it's, yeah. when, it's when you see the little... It's like, yeah, okay, it's these, it's these two characters playing, but actually... They're, talk, they're going through like the story of evolution and then they're talking about heaven and then yeah. there's a whole bit about um, uh, the aunt of one of them can't have kids and you know yeah. but it's done in such a beautiful yeah. way and it's not patronising no it's not it's no. funny it's it's just beautiful um, yeah. I adore Bluey it's, when my um, sister-in-law passed me out of books yes. when my sister-in-law um, her, she had a child that died no no, it was, it was, sorry, it was, it was my, uh, my my husband's best friend. Um, they had they had gave birth to a child that only lasted twenty minutes. Bless them. Oh. Uh, it was very very sad. Full term. It was uh, just very very tragic. And um, we tried to to get our children to understand what had happened because we'd all yes. been very excited. It was their first child. And my health visitor <clears throat> told me about a book, and it was to do with dragonflies. So, oh. and it just tells you the story about how the dragonfly. Um, is born and um, is under the water. Yes. 
and about the fact that um, the older dragonflies and, and they they go above oh, above the water. The imagery and, yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And it was to, just to do with that. It was all like, yeah. Yeah, like you say, like, like, like pictures in your head kind of thing. I can't remember now what it was called, but it was oh, beautiful. We'll it. And it was lovely. But I also remember a bloody awful book. Yeah. Um, yeah they're not all brilliant. Pre- preparing yeah. kids for um, a baby coming. Right? And it was called uh, Mummy Laid an Egg. Okay. Oh my god! And it was to do with obviously, mummy, mummy gave birth to an egg rather a baby, rather than a baby. Yes. But mummy and daddy's having sex on a, a bopper hopper because for fun. So and it was just like you're basically lying to children yeah. about what parents do. Yeah, for absolutely. A start. Yeah. You're giving them false information as to what noises are that are coming from their bedroom. It's not them on a flipping mm-hmm. bopper hopper, like yeah. you know, space hopper, whatever you want to call it. And mummies do not give birth no. to eggs. No. And I couldn't believe it's so how I was so annoyed yeah. with this book. I was like, ah! But it, it, that, books like that build walls in communication. So yeah. um, there's a reason why if Charlie asks us questions, he knows he's going to get two, two answers if he asks questions about stuff like that. Um, he knows that if it's not suitable for a five-year-old it's because emotionally speaking he's not ready for it mm. biologically i will talk him through the science of it he knows he's got a penis he knows i have a vagina he knows that i have a period and what it's for yeah he's not even six yet yeah um but that is because he's curious he's going to ask if questions. they ask the question they are ready for the answer absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. you know maddie you wanted to know where babies come from yeah. so i said that mommies and daddies have a special cuddle because you don't have to go graphic exactly a special cuddle and mommies have the grow a baby inside their tummies yeah now unfortunately maddie came down the next morning and told daddy that she wanted him to put a baby in her tummy <laughs> and i was like not unless social services get involved darling because you're only five yes but anyway, yes but we need to wrap this yeah. up. Was there anything else um, you wanted there's to There's two more books. Okay. Um, very quickly. One is Stones for Grandpa, which is a beautiful one, which is um, a family gathering together at a cemetery to oh. to actually, you know, unveil. In the, in the Jewish, Jewish faith, you don't lay um, flowers on a grave. You, you put, put stones. Stones, stones. yes. Permanent. Yeah. 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 And the one that is the big focus this year for Children's Mental Health Week is a book by Patrice Cast. Um, which is called The Invisible String and it's to do with um, anxiety and loss as well but it's uh, everybody has an invisible string everybody you love Mm. has a string that is invisible from your heart to theirs Um, and it's to do with you know you can ping that string and and things like that and it is a beautiful book Um, and there's actually a lot of literature and additional support alongside that book Mm. um, from the um, charities and for uh, companies that are focusing on children's mental health week which maybe we can sort of link in as well so that it's a resource that's readily available we we are rubbish at putting links on our Facebook page (laughs) we will try and remember to get that done though guys when we get this out there so thank you for that that's really really interesting Jen um, I, I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, obviously, again, another subject that we could really talk about mm. for a lot and go into more depth because it's, it's so fascinating. To get Nessa's opinion on this because she's got like, a lot of experience working with working with children. So she will have seen an awful lot. Absolutely, yeah. We yeah. definitely could do with that with that again. But again, these these subjects are ones that are never going to go away. So we could talk about them over absolutely. and over again. We're all still <clears throat> learning. I'm, I'm going to leave you with a quote, but before I do, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, email us please at chatting underscore bear at outlook.com we are on all social media platforms and um, if you're on the podcast listening to us that's fabulous thank you please give us a like give us a follow 
so that we can actually raise our profile and hopefully reach more people who might like to listen to this kind of um, subject that we listen to. We don't always have quite in-depth, serious conversations. This is obviously a, a quite a serious one today. Um, usually we have a giggle with lots of things, <laughs> but some things are maybe not quite appropriate for yeah. us to be giggling about. I am going to leave you with a little quote today. It was by Brooke Hampton. I'm not sure who Brooke Hampton is, but I love this quote. Speak to your children as if they are the wisest, kindest most beautiful and magical humans on earth for what they believe is what they will become yeah i agree yeah beautiful isn't it? i love that yeah yeah um thank you so much for listening guys uh, take care of yourselves and each other and we will catch you later <laughs>